Welcome to the FinTalks, a chat with Finance Malta. Today we have with us Luciano Brincat, Deputy Head, FinTech and Innovation at the MFSA. Good morning, Luciano. Can you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. Good morning, listeners. Um, I'd like to thank Finance Malta for hosting this podcast. It's our pleasure to be contributing towards this discussion. Uh, with regards to who I am, I'm obviously Luciano. Uh, I work within the fintech supervision function of the MFSA. It's a function specifically dealing on fintech and digital finance. Um, obviously, we're not alone. We're part of, a, of, of the organization and we try to uh, bridge the gap, as I'll be explaining later, uh, between the traditional space and the financial services sector of tomorrow. Brilliant. Thank you. So in September 2020, the EU issued the Digital Finance Package. What is this and how will it impact the, the landscape of financial services going forward? Interesting question. Basically, uh, in 2020, as rightly mentioned, in September, the European Commission launched its Digital Finance Package. This package consists of four main pillars, um, which will definitely impact the financial services landscape of, of the EU and obviously Malta. Uh, the main pillars are uh, digital finance strategy, which seeks to remove and uh, remove the fragmentation within the single market. There is also the facilitation of digital innovation within the, within the EU, and ultimately it seeks to enhance the digital transformation within the, within the single market. Uh, the second pillar relates to the markets in crypto assets framework, which basically deals in crypto assets falling outside traditional financial services legislation. It also discusses uh, stable coins and current discussions at the, at the level of the Commission and Parliament Council um, relate to non-fungible tokens and the inclusion of DeFi, but this is still something which is being discussed in trialogues. There is also within this uh, second pillar the DLT uh, markets infrastructure pilot regime. Basically, this regime caters for uh, market infrastructures uh, which are utilizing distributed digital technology within their solution. The third pillar relates to digital operation resilience. It, this framework seeks to, har uh, to create a regulation for uh, digital operation resilience within the EU so that um, our financial service providers have the necessary controls in place to mitigate any uh, ICT and cybersecurity risks, and it also seeks to regulate third-party service providers. Last but not least, there's retail payment strategy, which uh, seeks to make uh, payments within the EU um, more efficient, more instant, and also more, more um, comprehensive in terms of open banking. Okay. What is the MFSA doing in terms of digital finance and technology? Sure. So basically, way back um, in 2020, we had provided our feedback to the consultation procedure issued by the Commission on the Digital Finance Package. Obviously, this is a very important package for the MFSA. So therefore, internally, we are coordin coordinating so that all the different terms of the MFSA are aware of what's happening and how we can best uh, position our feedback uh, so that we can obviously dr drive and deliver this package. Um, our goal when obviously considering the entire package is to maximize the benefits of this package whilst taking into consideration the regulatory burden which would be imposed on the financial services sector whilst taking into consideration the needs of the Maltese market. Um, 
Obviously, we discuss these, the various proposals are discussed at various levels, both nationally and internationally. We attend a number of uh, European forums, such even within the European Supervisory Authority, such as the European Banking Authority, the, the European Securities and Markets Authority, and, and the European Insurance and Occupation Pensions Authority. And obviously, um, this package is, is, a, is, is very large in terms of, of footprint, and, and therefore we have to coordinate with other uh, national competent authorities, such as the Central Bank of Malta, the, the, the Ministry for Finance, the, obviously government, um, obviously to shape the framework uh, so that it obviously meets our, our goals. Um, and how can the MFSA prepare itself for regulating a new digital landscape? Well, digital finance package was the, was is, is only part of it. Um, as as MFSA, we're looking at digital finance and fintech, so the emerging side of of digital finance. Um, in terms of digital finance, we're making sure that uh, we're ob obviously observing how digital transformation is occurring within the financial services space. Um, we're also looking at. Um, what is coming ahead so that we can effectively uh, deal with it uh, when it when it obviously when we receive applications and when we encounter it during our supervisory work to achieve that we fo we have we're focusing on three main pillars obviously of building capa supervisory capacity and by capacity we have obviously as I mentioned earlier I'm part of a, a new function called the fintech supervision function uh, which has expertise in relation to emerging technologies such as AI and decentralized finance. We have also a new cybersecurity function. Well, um, it has been nearly a, a year old, but uh, this function um, focuses on, on cybersecurity and ICT risks, and it's also focusing on the implementation of DORA as we speak. Um, as uh, a function, my function, the forensic supervision function, we deal with obviously bridging the gap, as I mentioned earlier, between the traditional space and 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 the emerging tech, emerging technologies, uh, emerging financial services, so that um, the sectoral functions, which obviously conduct um, supervision on on our financial services market, can understand the risks of of such innovations and uh, um, understand the regulatory gaps which may arise out of such innovations. Secondly, we, the second pillar relates to monitoring. Uh, and on monitoring, obviously, we have both um, passive monitoring to obviously looking at the media, looking at, at what's happening abroad, uh, discussing with our peers at, at the various fora. But a more active um, role towards monitoring is through the the MFSA's FinTech Regulated Sandbox, which uh, I'll be discussing later on. Uh, and the sandbox allows us to view uh, what's coming ahead. Um, additionally, we obviously have a, a, um, an innovation office internally, which handles queries, handles uh, information coming from the other arms of the MFSA, so that we can understand where the market is going and what's happening on the ground. Um, uh, the last pillar which I mentioned was regulation. So obviously um, we have supervisory capacity, we're, we're looking at what's happening, and this translates into, into our main role. Is, and, and our main role there is to 
minimize the externalities arising from such innovation. So um, our aim is to, uh, in terms of regulation, is to drive uh, policy um, positions internally and, and in both internally and externally so that there is legal certainty when it comes to such innovations. Um, obviously, this is not in in, uh, in silo because we we operate within a European framework, within a European uh, community, and therefore we have to follow uh, what is being said at, on, at an international level and even by uh, supranational powers such as standard setting bodies such as the IOSCO, OECD. And, and so on. Mm -hmm. Okay, you mentioned the, the fintech regulatory sandbox. Can you give more details on what this is and what the objectives are here? Sure, so basically the MFSA fintech sandbox, which was launched in uh, 2020, in June of 2020, basically seeks to provide an environment for uh, financial services providers and technology providers utilizing emerging technologies within their within their solution um, and with as these solution with as these solutions within a, a, a this environment for a specific period of time and within a controlled um, space this tool allows us to actively um, so basically uh, just to recap a bit the goal of this tool, the objective of this tool, is to um, foster financial innovation, technology-enabled financial innovation, through legal certainty and knowledge sharing. Okay. And basically, this objective captures this, the, the objectives, obviously, mm -hmm. the scope of, of the sandbox, which is basically that of um, allowing financial service providers and technology providers to test their solution within the financial services market, um, obviously, this, this could be something which, which MFSA has never actually seen or actually supervised, so um, we can uh, be more willing to test uh, the solution uh, within, a, within a live market. And, however, uh, these two other objectives which are, which are central towards the sandbox are that of providing legal certainty. So, obviously, with any emerging technology, there are lots of uncertainties with respect to regulation. So. Uh, legal certainty is important for the market to operate. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, the sandbox allows for the MFSA to understand um, how the solution is, is working and, and obviously understand the risks and the implications um, in a live environment. At the same time, the uh, provider is understanding our expectations, understanding our culture, understanding um, what we mean by certain um, terms in terms of regulation and so um, potentially the, the provider would be more prepared to approach the authority and understand um, that ultimately regulation is not there to hinder but to support um, his service and ultimately provide a, a wider uh, service to the community and the finances and the economy, uh, the Maltese economy. Okay, and how does the MFSA sandbox compare to that being those being offered by other jurisdictions? Because we've seen a number of these these regulatory sandboxes um, pop up. Well, um, obviously, as a, our sandbox um, was launched in two thousand and twenty, there were um, other jurisdictions had issued sandboxes before. Um, in in terms of where we stand. Um, our sandbox is uh, comparable to other sandboxes 
um, across across the EU and even abroad. Um, that said, um, we have an uh, an nascent sector locally, so it's 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 still uh, it's still a startup locally. Mm-hmm. So potentially we have less of less of engagement in other jurisdictions such as the UK, such as Israel, such as um, Italy. Um, so obviously our sandbox is, is in terms of engagement is 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 lesser to when compared to other other jurisdictions that said we're learning a lot from it we're uh, we're part of a european um, initiative as well in terms of the european cross border testing framework um under the, under uh, which was one of the initiatives under the digital finance package um we were also part of the global financial innovation network which has its own sandbox but at, at this point in time we're not part of that initiative that said we are currently looking at enhancing our sandbox okay ba- on the way. basis on the basis of the lessons learned over the past two years on on the basis of um, discussing with the industry the needs of of, of the sector and uh, trying to make the sandbox more approachable and more um not easier, but more approachable in general for anyone wishing to participate within this framework. Um, hopefully, we would tend to launch this um, sandbox 2.0, what we're calling, mm-hmm. um, in the coming months. So, hopefully, we'll have more f- more information then. However, hopefully, with this new revision, um, we'll see more engagement in terms of participants. Okay, very good. And how do you see the the local fintech landscape developing? You said that it's still nascent, it's still in the in the in its infancy. As a regulator, how do you see this progressing? Well, obviously, as a regulator, we, we look at it from from the side. You know, we look at it from the side in terms of we cannot actively meddle in terms of support. Uh, in terms of direct funding or what but however we can uh, support it by providing legal certainty provide robust frameworks which support it rather than um, de-incentivize that said um, our goal as an MFSA is to ultimately um, have sustainable growth within the financial services market so in any project that in any framework that we with we we're looking at we always look at the at the, at the wider context, context in terms of how does this framework support the sector how does the framework ensure market integrity financial soundness and consumer and investor protection whilst at the same time um, ensuring that uh, innovation continues to occur, that the financial services sector continues to operate, because ultimately we have uh, the sector is important in terms of uh, of our economy. It provides mm-hmm. it, um, everyone within the economy has has their own financial needs, and obviously these financial needs have to be met in some way or form through financial services. Um, we have a number of challenges um, in terms of. Um, capacity in terms of un, of of uh, technology provide of, of technology infrastructure locally. Um, however, as a, as uh, MFSA, we have we have we're also contributing towards um, uh, a multi strategy towards uh, making the financial services sector 
um, more sustainable for the coming 10 years. And various challenges have been um, identified and various measures have been um, identified also in order to mitigate these, these uh, challenges. Okay. Thank you very much for your time today, Luciano, and we look forward to further updates on how the MFSA is, is handling these changes in the, the fintech and technology world. You can find the recording of this podcast on the Finance Malta website, the Finance Malta YouTube channel, and all other social media platforms. Thank you.